Well, good evening. Welcome back, friends. This is Between the Shadows. It's been a long time since we've been gone, just a little over a month now, but we are back and we are your hosts. This is Kristen. This is Kara. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight yeah. for episode 22. 22. Wow. 22. Nice. Before we get back into the story here, we got a couple of housekeeping things to take care of here. Yeah. We have just been off our butts busy this month. We just have been. I personally have been busy with some with some health stuff, and Kara has been on several con trips. Yeah, we've been done three cons in a month. At, at starting at the end of September till literally Halloween weekend. Halloween day was the last day of our last con. And it's been a busy time. Um, we've been from Denver to New York to New Jersey, back to Denver with cons. Um, it was great. We got to do New York Comic Con oh, for the first time. It I was am so jealous. Amazing. <laughs> and it was funny because the original print that we have on our page, mm-hmm. on our Facebook page of Barnabas that Barry did, um, we had that for sale in the portfolio mm-hmm. in New York. And we had a dad and his daughter come by the table looking through prints and mm-hmm. looking at books and stuff and um he, they came across the Barnabas print mm-hmm. and his dad or her dad was like oh this is Barnabas Collins and the podcast came up and yes. we told him about the Between the Shadows and the daughter was like yeah yeah I've listened to that oh my so, gosh all the way in New York it was really exciting to have yes. a listener in New York so I was so happy to get that text I was like are you all the way in New York here we are in Colorado and yeah all the way across the 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 country I love it I yeah. love it so we did the Colorado Festival of Horror, we did New York Comic Con, and then we did Fan Expo Denver all so in fun. one month. So it's so been a fun. really crazy month, guys, but very successful, very fun, and we're ready to get back from our hiatus here. Well, since we're back here and we missed Halloween, I hope y'all had a very yes. wonderful Halloween. It's a spooky, nice Halloween. Yes, it's one of my favorite times of year and so fitting for Dark Shadows. I mean, yeah. you got a perfect time horror. for Dark Shadows. Yes, <laughs> we are so sorry we missed y'all on Halloween. Yeah. And the other item I just want to throw out there, you guys, we have a fellow podcaster out there, Miss Penny Dreadful, who hosts the Terror at Collinwood podcast. Hi, Penny. Um, hi, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to say thank you so, so, so much on your latest episode, giving us a little shout out. We we love your podcast, and maybe someday we hope to collab with you. And yeah. I, I love all the things you have you have to say about the show. I We got to keep this alive. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's up to us to keep it alive, guys. Yes. And yeah, just going on that, I just want to piggyback on what she had to say on her latest episode. Penny's latest episode was about um, when they returned to 1796, uh-huh. when Barnabas, you know, changed that 24-hour period for Victoria to right. save her. Before they got into the story, Penny was talking about where Dark Shadows is in the public's eye in you know, pop culture fandom in general. And it just, Dark Shadows doesn't have the place it deserves in pop culture today. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, again, I'm just piggybacking what what Penny said on her latest episode. But you have things like Star Trek, which was huge. And and it's still popular today. It still Mm -hmm. has this very prominent place in pop culture. And you have Batman 1966 still has a great place in pop culture. But where is Dark Shadows? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. And, you know, Dark Shadows paved the way for so many things and shows and movies and the horror genre. Yeah. And it just doesn't get the nod it deserves. Yeah, so So, it's up to us to keep it alive, guys, and to keep it relevant. And this is a cult following, Mm -hmm. and we have got to 
bring that back to the forefront, this cult following. Agreed. So Agreed. So so we are on board. I just want to echo what Penny said. We are with you. Yes. <laughs> we are going to nod as much Dark as we shadows, can. shadows, fans unite. Yes. Young and old, it doesn't matter who yes. you are. Let's let's keep this alive and let's give Dark Shadows the place it deserves. Yes. So here we are. We are still in 1795 here and our last episode yeah. on October the 3rd PS. Sorry. <laughs> we know it's been a while, but We're we back. we thank you for your patience and I hope everybody got a chance to get caught up. Yeah. Um so our last episode we talked about the death of our precious Sarah Collins. Yeah. And the effect that it had on Barnabas and the effect that it had on the family. Tonight, we are going to talk about another death. Sorry, guys. It's a tragic time. 1795. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about the death of Miss Josette Dupre. So Barnabas has just learned about Sarah's death. She died in his arms, and which was a really tragic time, like super tragic time. I mean, that was one of those things where I had to shut it off just for a second, just so I could cry. Yeah, It was so sad yeah. because we've mentioned before that Barnabas loved Sarah more than he loved any other human being, including Josette. I'm, yeah. He just did. Definitely. And to watch him hold his dying sister in his arms. It was like his own child. I mean, he threw away the love of his life to marry a woman he didn't love for Sarah. Yeah. And when Angelique was making her threats with the doll, with the mm-hmm. pins, mm-hmm. when before he shot her, you know, before that, she was making threats against Josette and Barnabas didn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. He was like, yeah, whatever, whatever you say. Yeah. But as soon as Angelique threatened Sarah... Yeah. Barnabas was like, oh, he hell no. Yeah. Oh, hell no. And so I, I truly believe that Barnabas loved Sarah more than he loved any other human being. Definitely. So so he's stewing about this. Barnabas is stewing. And yeah. so much so in his grief that he has ordered Ben to stake him while he's sleeping in his coffin after yeah. Sarah has died. Yeah. And Barnabas tells him that... And it's my fault. I think he even said yeah, that to it's, it's like, my and fault. it's my fault. It's my fault. And so he feels so much guilt, so much grief. Yeah. And Ben's like, I can't do it, Mr. Barnabas. You've been my friend. You've always been good to me. And I I just can't do something that malicious to you. And and he says, Ben, look at it this way. Yeah. You'll be saving me. You'll be giving me peace by staking me. Yeah. So Ben's like, okay, well, I'll try to think of it that way. And he agrees. Mm -hmm. And so before this happens, they make a plan to help Vicky escape from jail. And Barnabas says, look, I've got all this money. You know exactly where it is. Get her out of jail. Get her to where she's safe. And then keep the rest for yourself. Mm-hmm. He was like, start a new life for yourself. Yeah. And you can be free. Yeah. Because I know you're not a criminal. We have said this the past few episodes. Ben is not a criminal. Yeah. I still refuse to believe it. <laughs> yeah. And even as an evil creature, Barnabas wanted to take care of Ben. He wanted to give him a good life and not have him be a servant forever. Yeah. You know, what kind of, a life of servitude, which, you know, is fit for some people, but Ben truly deserved to be free, yeah. to be his own man. Yeah. And I, I thought it was incredibly kind of Barnabas, even in his evil state, even as himself being an, a creature of darkness because of Angelique, he was still able to get that human side of him and say, Ben, I want to give you a good life. Take mm-hmm. the rest of the money. And mm-hmm. I, I just got, oh, it got me. I love it. Mm-hmm. But, and at that point, while they're talking about that, they start to hear a noise outside yeah. the secret room. They're yeah. in the secret room. Yeah. And they hear a noise, the door opening and it's Barnabas's mom. Yes. And she's come to visit Sarah's grave. Oh God, my heart. And, after a while, Joshua comes in to find Naomi, like he's yeah. followed her there. And she's thrown herself on top yeah, of Sarah's Yeah, she's just grave. laid out on top of Sarah's yes, tomb. Yes. And he's come to take her home and, you know, 
Yeah. And she's like, they're they're both here now. Mm-hmm. Both my kids. Both my kids. They're both here now. And what a heartbreak! I can't even imagine. And this is the thing I've said. But Naomi had so much grief, so much sadness. Both of her kids are gone. Yeah. But Naomi remained kind. Yeah. Naomi remained kind to Victoria, yeah. who everyone else is like, she's a witch. She's a witch. She's a witch. Yeah. But Naomi, this whole time, she's not a witch. Witches don't warn people. Mm-hmm. And even through this grief and even through this sorrow that Naomi had, she still, you know, maintained that that stable mind frame, you yeah. know? Even yeah. though everyone thought she was a lush and she was just a little bird, you know? No, it was just something she did to pass the time because she had nothing to nothing do. Nothing to do. She was a woman of leisure. I mean, yeah. So, but speaking of kind, it's one of those times that you actually see Joshua being gentle. Yes. Like, like... When she's like, they're both here now, um, he quickly but gently reminds her that none of them, nobody else must know that Barnabas is actually dead. Right. Like, he has to remind her of that. Right. I know she's grieving in private. Peter and Vicky already know because Josette spilled in her temper tantrum. Yeah. So. But Joshua being the stern one he is the to fa- up, the keeper. Up, uphold the name, yes. the keeper of the family... He's trying to be gentle with her because he know, whether he wants to admit it or not, whether he's showing it or not, he is just as heartbroken mm-hmm. that his family is falling apart. Well, yes, I mean, and he had a he had a similar knee jerk reaction at like like Josette had after Barnabas died. When Sarah died, he hightailed it down to the jail. Yeah. Yeah. And told Vicky, you better enjoy every one of these sunrises and every yeah. single one of these sunsets because I'm going to see you hanged as a witch, you yeah. know. So yeah. Joshua is feeling an incredible amount of grief, too. But because he's a guy, he's got to, you know, remain stoic, you know. Yeah. But but on the other side of the wall, just how hard and heartbreaking it must have been for Barnabas to have to stand there and hear his mom grieving yes. over him and his sister yes. and her family. And Naomi admitting how guilt-ridden she is that she couldn't save them yes. and after they leave you just see Barnabas silently begging them not to go oh yes like oh absolutely mother father please don't come. god please don't freaking go god like I'm here I'm freaking dead but I'm here <laughs> yes it's so hard yes and um, I cried at that part that was freaking heartbreaking heartbreaking I can't I can't imagine I, I just can't imagine 1795 there were no real good times <laughs> no I mean you you think you're gonna get like this you know you're gonna get a crazy story you got a crazy past on your hands anyways you like, think you're gonna get a happy ending but it's like th- that's the whole point it's like everything that you've read in the family history Vicky comes to learn it's hor- all a lie. horribly it's all a lie it's a complete lie it's a and complete it's fabrication so freaking depressing <clears throat> and the truth is so much even though the family history was depressing and oh my gosh these poor Collins is yeah the truth that yeah. she learned the truth ended up being so much more heartbreaking which yeah okay I can understand why Joshua wouldn't want to share that with the world yeah. I get that yeah but the Collins have a reputation and I think Vicky is hurting just as much to see all of this mm-hmm. unfold in front of her. Mm-hmm. I've said I've said it before, you know, because she's very close with the Collinses. The Collinses are her family, you know. Whether they brought up the fact that Elizabeth was her mom or not, this was Vicky's family. And to learn where her family came from, this all this heartache, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. And just just think of just think if we if they actually had put that information into light on the show about Vicky's past, whether Elizabeth was her mom or Paul Stoddard was her dad. Yeah, yeah. Either way. It could have gone either way. Either way. Imagine how she would be feeling if she actually knew that this was her family. This was her family. This is her family history. Yes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. My gosh. But 
We as fans know that Vicky is a Collins. Yes, Vicky is we a Collins. We all believe, no matter what storyline you want to go with, she yes. is a Collins. Whatever theory you have about Vicky. Or a Stoddard, Vicky, Collins, Stoddard, Vicky whatever. is a Collins. That, yes. That's just the, the long and short of it. Yes. She, she is a Collins. So, I mean, just to know that that is your family history. Yes. And to learn the actual truth. Yes. How depressing. And it, I think it changed Victoria forever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even once she's safe, even once she's back in her own time. Right. I, it, I think it changed her mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it was really for the good, but she definitely had a better understanding of what this family is and why this family operates the way that they do. Yeah. And Barnabas decides to take this night, his last night supposedly on Earth, yeah. to go and see Josette one last time. He won't talk to her. He won't interact with her. He just yeah. wants to look at her. Just and Ben, Ben, of course, is the voice of reason. You don't, don't do that. Stay away. Mm-hmm. And but Barnabas, of course, it just dismisses him and goes anyway. And and you can see Barnabas while he's in Josette's room, like he's just like showed up and he's just looking over her and he, literally and like physically, you can tell that he's just trying not to touch her. Yeah, like he's just trying to resist not yeah. to touch her and just say goodbye. As a human and as a vampire, also. Yeah. 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 I mean, humanly, anyway, I mean, that's bad enough on its own, but then you've got this lust for blood, you've yeah. got this lust to bite her, yeah. and, and he resists. Yeah. So he, he goes and he looks on her and just, just looks on her while she sleeps, you know? And in his mind, he, you know, the, the audible thinking, you know, he, yeah. he tells her goodbye yeah. and, and just and fights it, fights the urge to wake her up. Yeah. But just as he turns away from her, yeah. here comes Natalie. Natalie walks right in and sees him, and it's a Barnabas, you mm-hmm. know? And then, of course, he vanishes. He just, vanishes, like, vanishes. Right before her eyes. Yeah. And, of course, Josette wakes up hearing Natalie, I assume. And yes. And asks, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's obvious that Natalie is upset. Yes. And she tells Josette that she has just made the decision they must leave Collinwood yes. ASAP. Yes. Like, Josette reminds her that she can't leave. Yeah. Because she's waiting for Barnabas to come back yep, for her. she remembers the promise. And Natalie says that... Um, she has seen her own death in the tarot cards. And I'm not sure if she actually did or if she was just trying to just get Josette out of to leave. Collinwood. Yeah. yeah. And even though even though Barnabas is dead, Josette believes that Barnabas is going to come back for mm-hmm. her. And she even told Barnabas, I don't care what you are. I just want to be with you. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and we'll get to that, definitely. But Natalie, yeah, so Natalie tells her she's seen the moment of her own death, and, and she doesn't tell Josette about seeing Barnabas in her room. And I think... Like I said, I think this is a way of guilting Josette into leaving Collinwood with yeah. her. And it worked. Yeah, it, it did. worked. It did. So Josette goes out to the terrace for some air after this encounter, and Ben Stokes is there. Yeah. And he's been really worried about her because he told Barnabas, don't go up there. And really about all of the women in the area because of the recent attacks, you know. Mm-hmm. And Josette tells Ben that she's going to be leaving Collinwood soon. And Ben is just, he's elated. He's, he's great. He's grateful. And that she's leaving and so, so that she can be kept safe, yeah. you know. And Josette also mentions Barnabas's promise to Ben, you know. and But Ben tells her exactly what Natalie tells her. It's crazy and he's dead and he won't come back. And yeah. then they realize it's almost morning and Ben knows he's got a thing. He's got to do this thing for Barnabas, stake him in his coffin. And so Ben urges Josette to go get some rest and then Ben runs off to the graveyard to carry out his promise. And he takes the stake and the hammer to the mausoleum and he is ready to stake Barnabas in mm-hmm. his coffin. He, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where he got the courage, because <laughs> I certainly couldn't have done it, but there he is with the with the stake over his heart, you know, and 
It's because Barnabas asked you to do yes, it. Yes, and yes. I, that's what it comes down to. It, exactly. I and agree. he's most faithful to Barnabas. Absolutely. So I, I think he respects and trusts Barnabas the most, and why wouldn't he do this for his dear, dear friend, you yeah. know? Even though it means Losing. pretty much canceling him out from the entire universe, yeah. knowing that he would never see him again, knowing that Barnabas would really be true blue, blue dead in the ground yeah. at this point. Yeah. But because and Barnabas, Barnabas is like asked Ben's him, only saving grace right now. Like, yes. To not be treated like crap. Yes. So at that moment, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> Angelique's laughter can be heard throughout the secret room in the mausoleum, and then just her head. Yeah. Just her head shows up and taunts Ben. Big old fat head. And she tells him that her curse will continue and sends him away. And he goes. You know, yeah. because even in death, Ben is still under her power. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. her powers are still intact. And yeah. she cackles hysterically and tells Barnabas in his sleep that he will never escape her curse. And neither will Josette. Yeah. Barnabas wakes up at sundown. And he's shocked. And I think pissed to yeah. discover that he's still, quote unquote, alive. Oh, <laughs> well, Yeah. And I think, I think this is the only, well, no, I'm lying because I was going to say, I think this is the only time we see him put his hands around Ben's throat, but it's not. There, there's there's yeah. a couple other times because he's convinced that Ben, that Ben has betrayed him. Yeah. And Ben says, yes, yes, I betrayed you. But I here's did. why. And yes. But here's why he, he tells him that Angelique showed up and stopped him. And he, and he said that he'd never escape her curse. Yeah. And he even admits that before he would have never laid a hand on him. Barnabas would never have laid a hand on Ben. Right. But now he seems, he says, but now no cruelty seems beneath me, yeah. you know. Yeah. And again, we go back to the reluctant vampire. You know, he, he's disgusted to realize that no cruelty is beneath him. Yeah. His dear, dear friend, and he just put his hands around his neck and was close to killing him. Mr. Barnabas, I can't breathe. Yeah. You know. And at this point, him and, you know, Ben are talking after the fact they get that laid out that, mm. yes, he betrayed him, but not really. Yes. But he... Agrees with Ben that he won't go see Josette again. Yes. But go, just go where the night takes him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Angelique has other plans. Yes. Um, she calls to Josette, mm-hmm. like she called with, to Barnabas and Ben and all that. But but, in, but, but, in, but Bar- in Barnabas's voice. Yes, yes, the way she did with Vicky and Sarah. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> I just have to point out that was just a little bit creepy for me because there's Angelique's face, but Barnabas's voice is coming out of her mouth. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. ooh that got me. I mean, 1966, they had some pretty good effects for what they had to work with. Yes, yes. Like on a TV network cable channel. Yes, ABC. It wasn't some Hollywood produced movie TV. Right, where they relit you like several Even like a Netflix shots. show. It's not even like that at all. It's cable network TV. Yes. But they had some pretty good effects to get the point across. Yes, absolutely. I, I will give them that. But that they, that Barnabas's voice coming out of that woman's mouth, man, yeah, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I guess in Barnabas's voice when she's talking to Josette in her sleep or in her dreams or whatever, she makes Josette dream. And in the dream, she sees the graveyard and the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up and still hears Barnabas's voice calling to her mm-hmm. and immediately gets dressed and goes out to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Ben tries to stop her. Like, he ends up running into her. Yeah, she he's runs... like, do you have any idea where you are? You're on the edge of the graveyard. She yeah. was like, of course I know where I am. You need to go home. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. And, and you know, uses her power as a mistress at Collinwood. Go home, Ben. Yeah. I don't need you here. <laughs> I command you to go home. Yeah, I, I, I command you to go home. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, he tries to take her back and all. And Angelique's <laughs> big face shows up again. Yes. And stops him. 
And uh, Ben is just getting ready to say her name, and she stopped him. She, he still cannot say her name. Yeah. Still can't do that it. That still holds. And he recants everything he just said to Josette and walks off. Yeah, he's just, like, okay, never mind. He's I like, don't wrong. pay no mind to me. I don't yeah. know nothing. nothing. And, and Josette's okay, you yeah. know? And But she's like, okay, you know what? Fine. We yeah. know. And then she has yeah. to muscle me up. Yeah. And I just, okay, I know that this meeting was orchestrated by Angelique. And Barnabas tried so hard to stay away from Josette for her own safety. Yeah. But this scene coming up here was just, it was so I know. precious to me. I know. I Neither know. of them. You know, Josette walks into the mausoleum and there's Barnabas. Mm-hmm. There he is. Mm-hmm. No, not a dream. This is real life. There he is. Mm-hmm. And neither of them, they, they didn't really react overly dramatic. It yeah. was just like Barnabas walks in the mausoleum, spots Josette, and they just stand there and stare at each other. Like, neither one can believe what they're seeing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I could immediately feel the love between them. Mm-hmm. Just the second they spotted each other, this reunion was, it was a sweet one. And it was one that I wanted and I longed for since Josette married Jeremiah. Yeah. And Josette opens her mouth and very softly and very sweetly just says his name, Barnabas, you know? Not, oh my God, Barnabas, just Barnabas, you know? And in this moment, she's not a daughter of a wealthy man. Mm -hmm. She's not a spoiled little rich girl. She's not a girl throwing a tantrum. She is just a woman who has finally reunited with the man she loves most. And I think these two nailed the feeling in this scene. They Mm -hmm. just did. It made me just a little bit, it made me a little bit cry face to watch it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, Catherine Lee Scott and Jonathan Frid, I could feel that love. I could feel Mm -hmm. that love between them. And oh my God, it it made my heart happy just for two seconds. And Especially when you know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. And like, and you're like, finally, you know, this was one of those very rare happy moments in 1795. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was like finally, you know, just like one happy moment. Just yeah, just a few seconds. Time. Yes. Like, so Josette tells him that she heard him calling to her and that she followed his voice. And Barnum's was like, I never called to you. You, you need to go. Because yeah. he, he gets, oh, crap, Angelique, you know. Yeah. And she was like, you need to go. He, he says, you need to go far away because you're in danger. And it just, it didn't matter to Josette that he was dead. No. It didn't matter that they were in this creepy place of death. Josette remembered that Barnabas promised her that he would come back to her, and he did. I don't and, care how you yeah. did. And that was all that mattered to her. Mm-hmm. And she's begging him to understand that in this moment. Yeah. And and he's just, he's turning his back to her. He's like, Josette, go, just go. And all Barnabas wants to do is protect her. Even as this evil creature of darkness, he his love for Josette broke through that evil. It kind of takes me back to that Queen of the Damned moment in the in like the movie and in the book too where she at the at the very end pretty much she's with Lestat and she's I don't care I just want to be like you he's like this this is what that means yeah this is you what don't this know is. what that means it's like I want to be with you I want this life right so in Queen of the Damned and he you know ends up changing her and stuff and at the end of the movie she's this right vampire you know? yes like, but but that's what that reminds me of yes that kind of brings me back to the Queen of the Damned interview of the vampire mm-hmm. type like I don't care like I just and not that I really want to discuss this subject <laughs> but it did happen at the end of the the Tim Burton film. He he did get his Josette. Josette did become... Well, it wasn't even Josette. It was Vicky who became a vampire, and she just yeah. took on the guise of Josette in that last moment. But I really don't want to discuss that movie right now. So even as, you know, this creature of evil, this creature of darkness, he his love for Josette, it broke through all of that. Mm-hmm. He, you know, 
by by nature, by the thing that he's become, his first instinct is to attack her, to want blood, to not protect her, not give a crap that she that he could potentially harm her. Yeah. He this evil living dead creature he attempts to protect her and ultimately rejects her, at least at first. And she begs him just to come to her and hold her. And I think that Barnabas's love for her Mm -hmm. made him cave and hold her just for a minute. But as soon as that happened, his animal instincts kick in. He can't help it. And he bears his fangs and he tries with everything in his poor dead mind just to resist the urge to bite her. Yeah. And he, he, he succeeds this time. Yeah. And he tells her that he's undergone a radical change and they can never be together you know, he, he tells her that he could never allow her to do what she would have to do to be with him. Yeah. Like, like we were just saying. and But she tells him she's not afraid and she doesn't care what it takes. She just doesn't care. All she knows is that she loves him and wants to be with him. Mm-hmm. And and he did come back. Yes. and But Barnabas used the logic, Josette, you were at my bedside when I died. Yet here I stand in front of you. Mm-hmm. How do you think it happened? Mm-hmm. And he tells her that this has to be goodbye. So that's where we're left in this scene here. And so from here, we flash to Collinwood. Oh, yeah, Nathan and Millicent. Yes. Where Nathan and Millicent are trying to pick a day for their wedding. Mm-hmm. And Nathan is BSing her about how beautiful the day should be and how, how it should be just as beautiful as she is. And he's picked out a day only one month out. Mm-hmm. And Millicent, she objects because she thinks that Joshua won't approve and wants to know why he wants to be married so soon. He claims that it's because he cares about them as a couple. Well, that, and he uses the excuse that, oh, well, I could be shipped out in a month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I could be gone for this long. Do yeah. you really want to wait that long? Exactly. Let's get married now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Even to this day, people in the military... You could be deployed. That, that, yeah. I, I'm sure that does cross yeah. their mind. Like, look, sure. let's just get married now. Like, I get that. Because it's such it's, it's such a hard situation to be in and to decide what's best. Yeah. Like, being in the military. Yeah. Like, And it's the same for Nathan. Yeah, yeah sure. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Um, but he does use that excuse. He's like, I could be shipped off, shipped off tomorrow. Right. He's like, do you really want to wait six months for me to come home or whatever? Exactly. Exactly. So which he, is the same excuse he uses, you know, when we get married, I'm going to quit the Navy. You know. Right. Right. And right. So, which, I mean, right, right about this time, Josette returns from the cemetery. Obviously, she's dejected mm-hmm. because Barnabas is like, please just go. And Millicent, again, is concerned how she and Nathan look. Nobody cares, Millicent. Nobody's <laughs> paying that much attention. No. And they let Josette know, hey, we're going to be married. And Josette's If anything, like, they're trying to get Millicent married off so they don't have to worry yes, about her exactly, anymore. Yes, exactly. So, if anything, they should be thrilled. And up to this point, Nathan has upheld his... Good guy facade. His good guy facade. Yeah. I think everyone would be thrilled at this point. I, I heard on Tara Collinwood, hi Penny, uh-huh. um, um, when they were talking about 1795, um, her guest, I am so sorry, I don't remember her name, but she was saying there was no more despicable character on Dark Shadows than that of Nathan Forrest. I agree. And I have to And agree. you gotta think about Jason McGuire. Yes. You've gotta think about even freaking... Count Patofi. Yes. Somebody the, like him. Or, the, those, those or were just, Bruno, for that matter. Yes, or Aristide. Or Aristide. Or, or even coming right down to it, Barnabas Collins. Barnabas Collins. Even down to our lovable Barnabas. Yes. Nathan Forbes. Uh, Despicable. <laughs> even at the tail end of 1795 where he finally gets his, yeah. the things that he does, I just, it made me want It wasn't good enough the first time that Barnabas had to go back and get him again. Yes. and <laughs> Yes. For <exactly>. real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so 
yes, I absolutely agree. <laughs> For, that's how bad and despicable that man was. Yes, exactly. You had to do it twice. You had to go back and kill him twice. Mm-hmm. This is where <laughs> this is where Nathan starts to reach the peak of how despicable he is, mm-hmm. and, or at least it start it starts. So he to get starts him to there. show his true starts colors. Sh- yes, he starts to show them. And Josette does her best to congratulate them, but she's not very forthcoming, and just she's just super depressed. Yeah, and she goes on and on about how Barnabas promised that he would come back to her, and now that he is, he doesn't want her. And then she tells Millicent, I've seen him, Millicent. Yeah. And from here, you know, that's kind of all we get for that, too. Well, from here, we go to the eagle, which, you know, is the blue whale. The blue whale. But it's the eagle in 1795. And Nathan is there having a drink, just congratulating himself. I'm going to marry this rich dame. and Pat himself on the back. Yes. Until (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Suki Forbes walks in. And you can almost see Nathan's blood run cold as soon as he sees her. Mm -hmm. And we learn that Miss Suki Forbes is Nathan's wife. That's not his sister. No. That's his wife. He abandoned her some months ago. So we're like, oh, okay. What, he was sending her money and then the money stopped and that's when she came and found him? Yes. Yeah. And we learn that Suki Forbes is just as sleazy as Nathan. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so there was an arrangement that Mm -hmm. Nathan was sending Suki money every month and he didn't uphold his end of the bargain. And... Then Suki, Suki's very smart, even though she's very sleazy. She realizes there's another woman involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Suki knows her husband well, and she knows that he's been stepping out on her Mm -hmm. and wants to know who the other woman is. And Mm -hmm. Nathan doesn't tell her who it is at first. Instead, he wants to know her price and have her gone from Collinsport just as soon as possible. Right. And she also knew exactly where to find him. Mm -hmm. She came all the way from Baltimore to find him eight months later and knew that if he wasn't in the arms of the woman, she could find him find him at the local bar yep. and that's where he was yep. Yep. <laughs> it's just so funny to me it's like yeah I'm your wife and I know you better than anybody and she does honestly they made a great couple with how sleazy they were <laughs> you know you know and she asked you know he asked her how much how much do you want how yeah. much is it going to take and yeah. he agrees to give her the $400 he has in his bank account or whatever you know whatever it was back then and have her on the next carriage out of town mm-hmm. and Nathan leaves a minute uh, immediately he leaves immediately and the barkeep brings Suki another drink mm-hmm. and he spills the news that Nathan is planning to get married and he plans to marry a Collins of Collinsport PS hey drinking game in 1966 <laughs> the Collinses of Collinsport right you know, the Collins the- of Collinsport. <laughs> cheers. I just, I just had to, yes, cheers. <laughs> that silly drinking game that Maggie and her father and Burke did. I love it. That's right. <laughs> uh, but so once she knows that, she gets green with greed mm-hmm. and what I can only assume is jealousy as well. Just a little bit. Maybe Suki didn't have you know, concrete feelings for Nathan. I mean, you always love that man that you're married to. Even yeah, but as far as we know, she didn't do anything to deserve what Nathan exactly did to her. Exactly. And treated her. So, as so, far as we know. As far as we know, we don't get any of that. We, we don't find out a whole lot about Suki mm-hmm. and Nathan. But eventually, Suki finds her way to Collinwood and poses as Nathan's sister. Mm-hmm. And once she discovers Nathan's potential wealth and marrying Millicent, well, Suki wants four hundred dollars. Ain't gonna cut yeah, it, buddy. She's like, I think I want more. Shoot. But that's where they leave that for now. For now. And then they flash to Josette. She's in her room. She's preparing to leave from Colin, Collinsport. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, of course, still has Barnabas on the brain. Uh, always. You know, she's reluct- reluctantly packing. Yes. Like, and she can't seem to get it out of her head that he is very close by, and she can't see him. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's breaking her heart. And it's breaking her honest. heart. Like, he's there. I and don't like, understand. Like, like, she, Barnabas told her right there, he's like, you were at my bedside when I died, and now I'm here. What do you think of that? How do you explain that? 
but I can't help it. You're still here. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You're still here. I want to be with you. And I truly believe that Josette meant that. Yeah. I think that if, if Angela, and we'll get to this, of course, but if Angelique hadn't psyched her out the way that she did, Josette would have gone through with it. I fully mm-hmm. believe it. I believe it with all my heart. Mm-hmm. She didn't care what she had to be. Just as long as I can be with Barnabas, that's all that matters. Yeah. I think she would have gotten cancer if it meant to be, you know, being with Barnabas, you know? Yeah. And, and she just can't understand why the reje- the rejection yeah yeah he's so close by and she can't see him and he's rejected her mm-hmm. basically and all the while Barnabas is standing outside mm-hmm. yep look gazing up into her She's bedroom like, please just come to the window please <laughs> just longing for her to come to the window and they're both in turmoil about not being able to be together but Barnabas in his current state is just trying to do the right thing and protect Josette because like you said in the beginning, now that Sarah's gone, Josette yeah. is the most Im- important woman yeah, in his life. Yeah, the one he loves even, most. Yes, even above his mother because that is... Well, if we're going off biblical standards here, you know, the one, the, the man leaves his mother and father to be with the woman. Yeah. This is what Barnabas is feeling right now. Yeah. And in any other situation, yes, his wife. Yes. This is his wife. Yes. Besides the legal paperwork, the, the woman is his wife. Married or not, they're married in their hearts. Yes. And... This is his wife, and he... I mean, this right here, it's a miracle all by itself. He's a creature of evil, and he's the living dead, but Mm -hmm. so very human. Mm -hmm. And he has his moments of clear, level-headed thinking. Mm -hmm. And he can't stay away from it for very long, you know? And again, guys... If we're wrong, whatever. But he is our first example of the reluctant vampire. He is. There's never been a reluctant vampire until Barnabas. Yes. So, this is so new, and... At some points, very refreshing. Oh, yeah, yeah. To have a vampire. This is not what he wanted to be. Yeah, he didn't ask for this. He definitely didn't choose to be this. And And it tells you what kind of a human he was. Yeah, didn't enjoy this existence by any means. No, he took that reluctancy into death Mm -hmm. and into the living dead. And it just tells you what kind of human being he was. Mm -hmm. And we already knew it showed with Ben. Mm -hmm. It showed with Sarah. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like um, in the movie The Mask, you know. Yeah. It's like the mask brings out your innermost desires. Well, yeah. Barnabas became a vampire, and his innermost desire was Josette. Yeah. And his his human thinking, his love for Josette, broke through the mask or the vampire, mm-hmm. and he still wanted her, whether mm-hmm. he was evil or mm-hmm. not. And made he, you think a vampire could be something else but evil yeah could 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 be something outside of the stereotypical evil fangs bared vampire mm-hmm. and oh God, it was it was an amazing wonderful genius concept that these writers gordon russell and Sam twilight Paul, it was yeah. barnabas first yeah no, no, I'm I'm, I don't want to hear it okay but. see okay I, that this brings me off on another wild hair here so <laughs> I know that there are many shows and movies about vampires. I know. And I'm sure that they're wonderful. They've all got their different twists and whatever. But for me, I I always, it is always compared to Barnabas Collins. How does this vampire, True Blood, I was into that show for a while. I was. Mm -hmm. And... I, it, it's always compared to Barnabas Collins and all of the various vampires we had on Dark Shadows. It wasn't just... When Barnabas wasn't operating as a vampire, there was still somebody else out there that was a vampire. Mm-hmm. And all of these all of these vampires that have come up in modern day, you know, True Blood and yeah. Twilight and Interview with a Vampire, they all get brought back to Barnabas Collins. It's mm-hmm. like, how are these vampires... Oh, well, I that's compare wrong. them to him. Yeah. I can't help it. The different various... Well, that's not supposed to happen. That didn't happen to Barnabas <laughs> Collins, you know? I know, right? And I, I'm, it's, just, it's just who I am. 
It's it's yeah. this show. We've said it a million times. This show is real for me. And Barnabas Collins, he is the standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and nothing against Twilight, guys. I'm a fan. Stephanie oh, yes. Meyer, I love you. Yes. But no, anyways. no, no. This is not to knock anybody, you guys. I, I, I am a Twilight fan. Yes. Don't get me wrong. All, all of these things are wonderful. And I'm glad that the vampire can stay alive in some form. And someday I'm hoping that the right person can bring back Barnabas Collins in the way that he deserves to be brought back. Yes. It will happen, guys. We are here I have to a, do this. I have a few thoughts in mind. I have I have one person in particular I think that could bring Barnabas Collins back in the way that he deserves to be brought back. And that person is... Mr. Dana Gould, he is the creator of Stand Against Evil, and in this show there are several references to Dark Shadows. If you're watching close, you can find them all. But mm. so, and he was, and he's yes. a huge Dark Shadows nerd, and you can just see kind of those nods in the show, and oh man, it just makes my heart so happy. So if I, it gets brought back, that's that's my that's my idea, that's my vote. So one of these days we're gonna have to talk about um, our new casting for Dark Shadows. Yes, definitely. One of these days, guys, it's gonna happen, it's and we gotta to be happen. prepared here. Yes. So there's been a lot of wild tangents here. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I know, but so talking, getting, getting back on with the story. Getting back on the story. Here. I'm sorry. I've been, it has been five weeks, you guys. I, I have had so much that I've been wanting to share with you all, and, and it's just it's all coming out at once here. Our rule is don't talk about dark shadows unless the microphone is on. Yes, exactly. So we've been. So really stopped up here for yes, a while. Yes, <laughs> So we have finally, re- you know, opened the floodgates and here it is. You guys yes. get to be the, you know, the recipients and we love you all. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. Thank you guys. <laughs> anyway, so back so, on the story. Yes. So, so he can't, Barnabas can't stay away. Yeah. He, he can't. Yeah. And he goes up to her room on the night before Josette will leave Collinwood. And he tells her that he only wants to look at her and then he'll go. But then Josette starts up again about how they're meant for each other and that she can't possibly leave there without him. Yeah. And he tells tells her again that she doesn't know what she's saying and she doesn't know what it'll take for them to be together. Yeah. But Josette insists that he take her with him and throws herself into his arm. And this time Barnabas doesn't resist. He yeah. sinks He's got his to. teeth right in. And you know what? Good on him for resisting as long as he did. And you know what? At this point, this is Josette's choice. Yes. So Barnabas doesn't choice. need to feel guilty or remorseful. Agreed. For what happens to Josette at Agreed. this point. Even if she does turn into him, some, what he is, excuse me, this is her choice at this point. This is her point. choice. It's her choice at this point. Just like, and I respect that. Yeah. Absolutely. It, just like it was her choice to marry Jeremiah. Jeremiah. You know, even, even though they she, were under a spell, it was still her choice. And, you know... Being upset over, you know, Barnabas and Angelique's marriage, it wasn't her place. Well, guess what? Now it is. Yeah. Because Jeremiah is dead and so is Angelique. Yeah. So this was, this was Josette's choice. Yeah. So. Anyways. So the next morning, Natalie suspects something is wrong. You know, of course. Of course. It's Natalie. And she so suspects it has. So yeah, Absolutely. It, her only niece and she's, you know. And she's it's like a, her child, basically. Yeah, exactly. She she's very she's very mother like to Josette. You know, we discussed when we first opened up 1795. Josette's mom died in um, yeah. some kind of natural disaster. I forget exactly what yeah. the circumstances were, but basically, it's been her dad and her aunt yeah, Natalie. Yeah, and Natalie has been her mom pretty much her whole life. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty uh, yeah, much. I think Josette was really young when her mom died. Yeah. But so this is where this is where Natalie, you know puts her Budinsky self into it, you know, mm-hmm. it, completely understandable, and thinks that it has to do something with Barnabas. Yeah. But now Josette changes her tune about Barnabas and insists that he's dead. He, oh, he's dead, Aunt Natalie. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Quite a switch from what she was saying the day, the previous day. Yeah. And Natalie goes to witchcraft. 
And so it immediately goes down to the jail and begs Victoria to lift the spell on Josette. Yeah. And even offers her a chance to avoid a trial altogether. Victoria had an out if she had just admitted. But she couldn't lift she couldn't lift what was on Josette. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But very but Victoria, you know, as we all know, you know, we all know she can't do anything about it. So instead, Natalie asked to see the book. Yeah. But Victoria tells her that she knows all there is to know about Josette and proceeds to tell her every legend she's heard and that she knows about Josette and the events leading up to her death. Mm-hmm. Now, Victoria knows. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, when Vicky got to Collinwood, she didn't believe in ghosts. Yeah. But Josette saved her from Matthew. Mm-hmm. And Josette saved David from Laura. Yeah. And Josette kept protecting her and kept protecting her. So Vicky made it her business to learn every single little thing there was to know about Josette down to her birthday so that she could go and put flowers on mm-hmm. Josette's grave. Yeah. So Vicky has studied and poured over Josette. And when Barnabas came along, she was like, great, now I get to know everything. Mm-hmm. And Barnabas doesn't hold back because mm-hmm. Barnabas wants her to be Josette. And if she felt a connection with Josette, she felt a connection. Like, yeah. Whatever that was, that's her business. But she just felt connected to her. Like, like Vicky could could have like Vicky was the real incarnation of Josette instead absolutely. of Maggie absolutely and it makes more sense because she is a Collins it kind of makes more sense definitely and I, mean, I know Josette wasn't Collins blood but yes and 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 in later in later interpretations of Dark Shadows the 1991 series and again in the it's all about Vicky it's all about Vicky and she is the incarnation of Josette mm-hmm. even in the Tim Burton movie in the revival series it was Vicky yes while Vicky. I while I love Maggie Evans I love Maggie Evans mm-hmm. character I love everything about her it just Vicky, made more Vicky sense tend to make more sense with that so and going off on a little thing really quickly, I kind of liked what they did with Maggie in the revival series. We'll get to that later because mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about it. We're going to commit a complete series of a, of episodes for the revival series. But but, but I do kind of like where they went with her character in I the revival too. series because I think it was more, it made more sense. Yeah, um, definitely. And the way they went with Vicky. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. But we're going to talk agree. about that, guys. Yeah, that's that's a whole other, this is way... Because is, I got a lot to say about that oh, revival yes, series. definitely. Good. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. So Vicky tells the Countess yeah. she'll be calm and serene after not being this way for some time. Mm-hmm. And then she'll lose a ring. And after that, everything will start going amiss. Right. The glass will start to break and doors will blow shut and can and or blow open and can't be closed again. Yeah. And Natalie swears to save Josette herself, still believing that Vicky is a witch. Yeah. And storms out, even though Vicky was like, I'm giving you line by line. Here's what's going to happen. Here are all the things you can change. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. she's still like, screw you, you're a witch, I'm going to save her myself, yeah. you know. So there's a very sweet moment right after all of this, once Natalie leaves, that um, Peter is kind of scolding Vicky for saying the things that she said to the Countess. Yeah. And Vic- Vicky keeps saying that if she keeps telling the truth, someone eventually is going to believe her. And Peter, being the voice of reason here, uses the logic, what if someone from the 21st century where you came from in 1968 came to you and told you of your future. Yeah. How would you feel? Yeah. You know, what, how would you react? Mm-hmm. And Vicky was like, oh my gosh, I must sound crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, of course I wouldn't suspect them of witchcraft, but I certainly would question their sanity. And she 
she's like, I've, I've been a fool trying to warn these Collinses of what she knows, you yeah. know? And yeah. this leads Peter to ask her about her life in the future and uh-huh. whether or not she's thought about just living out the rest of her life in 1795 and what she has to return to when she gets back, you mm-hmm. know? And she tells him that she doesn't have a family, just the Collinses, and then proceeds to tell him that she had a fiancé and he's missing. This is the first time that she's talked about Burke. Yeah. Since he died. Yeah. And, and she still hasn't fully accepted that he is totally gone. Yeah, exactly. She didn't even have time. Yeah. Before she went back into the past to right. really accept that he's gone. Like, Burke died and then the seance happened. Yeah. And and at this yeah. point, she has to stop and attempt to explain to Peter what an airplane is. Yeah. <laughs> His fa- oh, my God. There was such a cute moment that <laughs> when she was explaining that, literally his face... When she was explaining that. Yes, he was, was just one of just complete puzzlement. He did a really good job acting really surprised at what yeah. an airplane was. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> he was like, oh my God. He was like, like, she was like, it's a machine. And he was like, what's a machine? You know? Yeah. And and he was like, he's like, it's got an engine. He's like, what's an engine? You yeah. Know? It's like, and, oh my God. And it just makes her giggle a little. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> That was a really cute moment. Yes, I love it. And, you know, you forget that you're in 1795. Peter doesn't know what an engine is. He, he doesn't know what a machine is. It's like, hor- like an hor- horse and carriage. like flying through the air that's not a bird. Yeah, it's like a horse and carriage. Mm-hmm. And that must be witchcraft, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and, and Peter tells her that he wishes she didn't think about where she came from and that he wishes she would just stay here with him yeah. and forget about going back to her own time. And she says, you know, you almost make me wish that too, yeah. you know? And this is the first time that they share gifts. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're just a girl and I'm going to make you forget the rest. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, I actually rewinded this and watched it again because it, it made my girly parts go, aww. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the desire for romance, it made me go, yes, right. you know. <laughs> but so back at Collinwood, Barnabas meets Josette again and explains to her that if they're going to be together... She's going to have to become the way that he is. He just lays it out for her. This is what you're going to become. He doesn't straight up say, you got to be a vampire. Yeah. He just says, you see how I am? This is how you're going to be too. Mm -hmm. And she tells him that she doesn't care and that no ceremony could make her more his wife. What we just said. And so he gives her his, his ring, that famous ring with the black onyx on it. He gives it to her. And tells her that he that she is his wife and meet me later at the old house and just then natalie comes in and notices the ring on josette's finger Mm -hmm. and recognizes it from when vicky told her about josette's state on the night that she was gonna die yes yes and natalie realizes that vicky was telling her the truth so now she's panicked and she tries to reason with josette we have to leave and i don't understand this attitude of yours it's like you don't want to save yourself Mm -hmm. you can't spend your life grieving but josette assures her that for the first time in a long time she feels like she's gonna be okay. Right, right. So this, Natalie Heist tells it down to the the foyer where Joshua is and asks him about the ring. He was like, was it, she says, was it the only one? Was it part of a set? And Joshua, I kind of like this little explanation about Mm -hmm. the Collinses. Joshua tells her that the Collins jewelry and their pride and their ambition was without equal. Yeah. And he also tells her that Barnabas meant to give the ring to his wife when he was married (laughs) and that Joshua was glad that Angelique never caught it (laughs) and that Connors was like oh I'm just curious that's all you know and and that's kind of cool because that goes back to when David was telling Willie yes about about the jewels jewels, and it's pretty much not verbatim but the same thing yes like that story that 
motto that story carried on. Yeah, like, that, that was ingrained even in the youngest Collins. Yeah, I kind of love that. Yeah, like in, in it carried the 21st on. century, it was ingrained in the I youngest Collins. It. I love it. <laughs> so at that moment, Josette comes down and collapses at the bottom of the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joshua notices the ring on her finger mm-hmm. and it says that's impossible that Barnabas gave it to her because Joshua made sure that Barnabas was buried with it. Yeah, yeah. So now it was like his cane. Yes. He always had it with him. So now Joshua's wheels are turning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Josette wakes up and she realizes she's locked in in her room and Riggs is standing outside the door because the countess told her, You stand at this yeah. door, nobody goes in, nobody goes out. Yeah, yeah. And she tries to get Riggs to let her out, but Riggs he stands firm and doesn't let her out even when she threatens to get him fired. <laughs> you're not and, the boss of me. Yeah, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> you stupid French woman. <laughs> I take my orders from Mr. Collins. Yeah, you're not a, you are a Collins, but only by marriage. So, <laughs> And your husband's dead now, so what are you? <laughs> you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. <laughs> so just then Barnabas shows up via the secret panel. Panel. Yeah. Via the secret panel in Josette's room. Yeah. And gives her one last chance to back out of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she refuses. And she refuses to go. She she refuses to let him go without her. Yeah. And she says, the time for question and doubt is long past. I don't want to be free of you. Mm. I am yours. I must go with you. Yeah. And this line, not to death and darkness, but to a world of unending joy. Yeah. Come, take mm-hmm. my hand, and we'll go together. Mm-hmm. And they pass through the secret panel. I'm like, yes. I loved that scene. Yes. I was like, yes, it's going to happen. Yes. They can be vampire lovers forever. Yes. yes. I, you know, I was oddly okay with that. I was okay know? with it. I don't care. Because in this generation, I'm a vampire girl. Oh, yes. I've always been a vampire oh, yes. girl. I grew up on Dark Shadows. Mm-hmm. There's always this vampire werewolves thing i've always been a vampire girl absolutely always so that's going back to twilight they were the modern you know dark shadows vampire werewolf situation that's fine yeah but i like to think it was a little nod to you know barnabas and quentin but knowing (laughs) damn good and well that this is reality yeah i've thought about it too Mm -hmm. like definitely hell yeah i'd make that decision i'll go with you I'd make it too. Who cares if we can only live at night? I don't like the sun anyway. Whatever. <laughs> she did it already. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blue Jays himself, Mr. Barry McLean. Thank hey, you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he drew our print on the profile picture on the page. Come guys. say hello. Thanks. Don't be quiet. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at this point, um, that that's where that ends. They walk through the secret panel and boom, yes. over. Joshua finds himself at the mausoleum mm-hmm. after seeing Barnabas's ring on Josette and suspects a grave robbery at mm-hmm. first. I mean, yeah. That's what, the, what else are you supposed to think? Yeah. He passes through the secret room um, to find the coffin empty. Mm-hmm. He finds it empty. And um, so he goes back and tells Natalie, and they agree to go up to Josette's room and talk with her together. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't find her. No, no. And Joshua tells Natalie of the secret panel. And uh, the only other two that knew about the panel are both dead now. Yeah, Jeremiah. Barnabas and Jeremiah. And Jeremiah. Yeah, and Barnabas. Nathan shows up mm-hmm. at this point. And We're back to Nathan and Suki. Right. They're jumping around here. And Suki tells him that she wants 5000 in gold. Yeah. I don't want the 400 nope. in your checking account, bitch. I want the 5000 yep. in gold. Yep. Cash. <laughs> yes. And Nathan thinks it's too risky to talk about their situation, so he asks Suki to go to the old house so they can talk yeah. privately. Yep. 
So Suki goes down to the old house, which turns out to be a bad thing for her because she runs into Barnabas. And he immediately sees through her and tells her that he knows that she is Nathan's wife, not his sister. Barnabas was very quick. (laughs) Yes. And he knows that Nathan has no living relatives. Oh, yes. So Suki attempts to be a know-it-all and starts telling him that she knows about him and that he's supposed to be in England. Yes. And um, she also notices Josette's cloak. Um, then she tells Barnabas that she's very good at keeping secrets and people will cooperate with her. Which tells me she's just as sleazy as Nathan. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. And Bar- so Barnabas disappears and Suki runs outside where she sees a bat. A bat, yep. And she starts freaking out and calling for Nathan. And Barnabas appears and strangles Suki just as Nathan comes to meet her. Yes. It's and a close call. With her dying Too breath. Close. With her dying breath, she names Barnabas as her assailant. Mm -hmm. Nathan was late meeting her because Joshua had asked him to go to town to get the um, constable to arrange a search party to look for Josette. Yeah, Yeah, so Nathan, he runs back to Collinwood and he tells Joshua that Suki's dead and that somebody strangled her. And they both head to the old house to take care of the body. And he also tells them that the last thing that Suki said before she died was Barnabas Collins. Barnabas Collins. And Joshua fluffs it off because Joshua doesn't believe, he he was so, like, he just recently started believing that there was a witch in their midst. Right. So Joshua's like, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) I don't believe you. And, but Nathan claims he saw Barnabas the previous night. And Joshua claims that, or suggests that Nathan wasn't fond of his sister because he hadn't shown any grief about her death. You know, it's just like, she's, she's dead and this is what I saw. And at that point, you know, they just, they continue the search yeah. for Josette. And at that moment, she comes down the stairs completely dazed and calling out for Barnabas. Mm-hmm. So they take her back to Collinwood, uh, and Nathan tells Millicent of Suki's death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Millicent has, she's written a letter to Suki's aunt informing her of Suki's death, you know, because, you know, you don't just send email or get on the phone. That wasn't invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets Suki's things and starts looking for the address, you know, and, and Nathan is just, he's wringing his hands. He's like sweating bullets because, oh my gosh, she know, he knows that Suki has brought the Before you see the word wife. Yes. I'll just give you the address. Yeah. This is what you yep. need. Here you go. Because Suki told Nathan, well, I brought my marriage certificate in case you decide to refuse that we're married. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Nathan just wants to give her the address and stop her from looking through her things. And not before Millicent finds that marriage certificate for Nathan and Suki. And honestly, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. Suki could have been like this. Because of Nathan. Could have been. She could have, like, the way we know her, mm-hmm. how dirty she can play, this could be because of Nathan. Definitely. She figured out, yeah, it could have been an arranged thing, whatever. We don't know how long they were married. No, but I can just see, like, after however many months of being with this man, she could tell how dirty she he was. Oh, yeah. And... To match, to match yeah. that and to yeah. get what you want and not be played oh, yes. is to be as dirty as him. Oh, yes. Yes. So I'll give her that. So that's so we're going to get to, so that's all we get for the moment for yeah. Nathan and Suki and Millicent, this love triangle. Yeah, it kind of takes so, a break there. So probably we're going to discuss what happens with all of that in the next episode. Right, so, right. So because tonight it's all about Josette and, and right. Josette's death. So... But that's what we have for Suki. Suki's dead because Barnabas strangled her. And so Nathan Nathan claims that he saw Barnabas. And Millicent is, in her very ditzy, blonde way, is pissed at Nathan. And yeah. Whatever. So that's what we get for now. So Joshua 
remembers that the book that Vicky has tells of Josette's death and that she'll die the following night and they must do all that they can to protect her from, from dying, you know, yeah. to prevent her death. Yeah. And in the next scene, this is that was like in scene, and so in the next episode, the opening scene is Ben in this deserted shack that kind of looks like the shack that Laura burnt down when she went right. to the Phoenix, you know? Yeah. And he's building two coffins for Barnabas and Josette. And mm-hmm. Barnabas tells him that the coffin the coffins must be finished tonight this night yeah and this is another time where you know we've talked about how Barnabas seemed very human even though he was a vampire well this is one of those times we see Barnabas as an evil vampire yeah because Ben refuses to finish the coffins once he learns what they're for right and he tells Barnabas he won't be any part of this and then this is another time where we see Barnabas's hands around Ben's neck Mm -hmm. and says I'll kill you if you don't finish yeah and I believe I believe that Barnabas would have killed Ben in this very animal like state yeah he he finally got Josette on board to be with him, him even if it meant she was dead Mm -hmm. and I think being a vampire and also having Josette kind of clouded his judgment a little bit but again like I said this was Josette's decision yes yes so Barnabas was just like okay I know hard feelings what happens to Josette at this point because it was her decision yeah exactly and so he tells Ben he commands Ben to Mm -hmm. bring the coffins to his ship so that he and Josette can just leave Collinsport together yeah and Ben tries to leave and tells the Countess to get Josette away from Collinwood just mm-hmm. as soon as you can. But he can't leave because Angelique shows up again and prevents him from leaving the shack. Mm-hmm. Right. She wants him to stay and finish what Barnabas has commanded him to do. Right. She wants to be the one to finish Barnabas and Josette. Yeah. It, she, she wants to be the one. So we're, we're just at the night where the things that Vicky said start coming true. Angelique has begun her quest to destroy Josette. Yeah. And back at Collinwood, Natalie watches over Josette. She seems serene and calm, just the way Vicky said she would be. Mm-hmm. They have two hours till midnight, and the prophecy won't be fulfilled. If yeah. they can just keep her, you know, and it, the things start beginning to happen, just as the book foretold. First, Josette realizes she lost the ring Barnabas gave to her. Mm. And Josette tries to leave and go to the old house and look for it. Because that's the last place. Right. That's where they she found was? her. Yeah, that's where they found her. Yeah. And Natalie and Josette struggle as Natalie tries to prevent her from leaving, and they knock over a lamp, and the glass shatters. Mm -hmm. That was two. Yeah. And then at number three, uh, a storm is heard overhead, and there's no moon. Number three. Yeah. And then the door blows open, and it won't shut. Number four. Mm Mm-hmm. And Natalie walks out the door, and it blows shut again, and she can't get it open. Yeah. Number five. (laughs) Yeah. And at that point, inside Josette's room, her music box starts playing by itself. Yeah. Then she hears uh, Barnabas's voice calling to her and tells her that he's waiting for her on Widow's Hill. Oh, God. And she leaves via the secret panel and goes to Widow's Hill. So Natalie continues to pound on the door and Angelique's laughter can be heard. Yeah, inside Josette's room. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Barnabas goes to see Ben at this point. Where he's in, he's still which in the I shack. say a lot. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> where he's still. That's kind of how it feels when you're watching it. At this point, at this point, at this point, yeah, exactly. They jump around so fast, but yeah. Barnabas goes to see Ben and his work on the coffins. How he's coming along on yeah. the coffins, yep. Yep. and when he hears Josette's voice calling to him, mm-hmm. and uh, she tells him to come to Widow's Hill. Yep. Barnabas knows that this is not Josette. He's very quick. He knows. Um, but Angelique calling to him instead of her. Yeah. And he leaves immediately and heads to Widow's Hill he because even, even either way, Angelique. no matter who's calling to him, something is freaking wrong. Yeah, something is wrong. Nobody's it, on Widow's Hill on accident. No, no. At Widow's Hill. Yes. 
Josette hears Angelique's voice and she tells Josette what Barnabas plans to do to her once they've gone away together. Mm-hmm. We all know the story. Yeah. Angelique shows her a vision of what she will become, mm-hmm. a physical, visual vision. Like yes. Barnabas plans to kill her and then make her one of the living dead. Yep, and this totally, it psychs Josette out, even though she's already agreed, I don't care what it takes, I just want to be with but you. But having that visual of yourself yes. dead and fanged and whatever, I mean, I get it, she freaks her out, I get mm-hmm. it. So now that Angelique has got to Josette. And got her good and freaked out. Got her good and freaked out. Barnabas shows up and Josette slowly backs away from him as he's trying to reason with her here. She warns him to stay away from me. Yeah. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like you and doesn't want, just doesn't want it. Yeah, doesn't. Uh, I don't want to get to this point, guys. I know. I I (laughs) I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Every every, every time I watch it, I'm like, I I, I keep hoping it's going to end differently. I know. It's like that kiss in The Little Mermaid where you think they're going to and they never do. (laughs) Yes. So close. He, you know, he manages to hold her. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But But she, she, she breaks away and she jumps off of Widow's Hill. (laughs) Yeah. Moore kind of stumbles over Widow's Hill. And, and this very loud shriek that only Catherine Lee Scott can let out. Yeah. (laughs) And as Barnabas is crying to her, Angelique's maniacal laughter is just heard and... He's calling to her, Josette, you know, she's already gone over the cliff and it's over. And I think, I think that Josette wanted to be with Barnabas, even if it meant she was dead. And all this time she was longing for Barnabas. I think that she thought that she would just simply have to die in order to be, for them to be together. It's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like taking a shot. Yeah. Don't tell me what it is. Just let me take the shot first. <laughs> exactly. And then once it's down my throat, uh-uh. we'll deal with then, it then we'll talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Just that, do it. That's a really good... Uh, and then we'll talk about it later. She she didn't understand that not only would she have to die, but she would have to become one of the living dead. And I don't think that she understood the magnitude of what this really yeah, meant. Yeah, fully. That blind love. Yes. Yes. It's that blind love. And so when Angelique showed her what it meant to be... Barnabas, she realized that she didn't want to be like Barnabas, thus the reason for her diving off of Widow's Hill. And I don't believe she jumped, guys. I no, think I she know. stumbled. I know. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she stumbled and fell off, you know, and but but the, he had her, dude. He had her. But the history books right say that her life ended by her own hand. Yeah, it did. And it did. But that's what the history books say. The history books are wrong about so much. They sugarcoated it. Yeah. I mean, for the family's namesake. And then we are reminded of when the power went out at Collinwood in Mm -hmm. 1966, Mm -hmm. and Barnabas is telling Vicky and Carolyn the story of how Josette died. Oh, my God. This visual that he painted. This is what it was. Yes, this was the visual that he painted. She was running from him, and... Who knew when when you saw Barnabas telling Vicky and Carolyn that story in 1967, 68, whenever it was airing, did you know you were actually going to get this visual? Yes, yes, I know. Like, the story gave me goosebumps alone. Yes, Barnabas and, and then actually the to see the visual of her stumbling off And of then it actually, oh my God. It's it's heartbreaking. And and he goes back, and he's dead speechless. He goes back to the mausoleum, and, ben, and Ben's like, what happened, what happened? Yeah. And he and all he, he just... It was kind of like with Sarah. It's like... He was like, are, I, you, all, are you all right? And he just shakes his head, doesn't even utter a word. And, and he was like, what? He was like, Josette, that's all he can say. And he's like what happened and he's like Josette she she's dead I, I couldn't stop it you know and she's like she died hating me 
and he's like, and now I have eternity without her. And um, I think I think that's where we're gonna stop because I'm gonna cry my face off if we have to talk about this. Any I can't longer. do it anymore. <clears throat> But, um, so, welcome back, Dark Shadows fan. Ooh. We have been gone for five weeks, and it is so good to be back. Sorry, it was on just a low note. Oh, yes, yes. But, but being in 1795, there are nothing but low notes, y'all. Yeah. And it gets lower from here, guys. I mean, we got, this isn't even the end of the deaths in 1795. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the start of uh, Victoria's witchcraft trial. Mm-hmm. And Trask and Abigail are on the warpath, and they've got these witnesses, and they They've got crap tons of so-called evidence. Really, it's just matters that they've, it's all circumstantial and they've all, they've twisted all of it into evidence against Victoria. So that is where we're going next week. Yeah. So once again, um, just as a friendly reminder, since we've been gone all this time, our contact info has not changed. It is still Between the Shadows 2021 at Gmail. We are on YouTube. Uh, please go over and like and subscribe. That definitely helps. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Anchor. We're on Apple Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you can find podcasts, there we are. So friends, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. We will see you on the next episode. But until then, remember to keep it between us and the shadows. Good night, everyone. Good night. Josette. She's dead. I couldn't stop it. She stood on Widow's Hill. I heard the ocean pounding on the rocks below. I called to her. She looked at me, frightened. She knew what I had become. And she turned and ran for me. She died hating me. I saw Josette's body crushed on the rocks below. She is gone for me and I have eternity without her. You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.